0: Yes, sir. Right. All right, thank you. Thank you, Rick. Enjoyed to be here. Good to see all these familiar faces. Rick. I've been coming here longer than some of you are old. <laughs> and I've been to Spring Creek 45 years. I told him when I first went, I said, hey, if you don't like the preaching, you can move your letter for a dime. Cost me three, four hundred dollars to move my furniture. Now guess what route we're gonna take? <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, I've been there 45 years. They've been a lot of stamps bought. <laughs> Hallelujah! Don't feel sorry for because 'cause I'm getting old. Outlived most of my enemies. I ain't got no peer pressure, and so it gets better. I I told my buddy a while ago. That's why you get proud of it. You know, you try to hide it for a long time. Then you get proud of how old you are (laughs) at a certain point. But I certainly appreciate Bill getting me up here. And I miss my wife. We always come together. And we come to Corbin and spend the night. Then drive on in the next day. What I like about Corbin, that's a hometown of Colonel Sanders, buddy. I just like to feel close to where he's been. <laughs> I told old Jerry to coming out of Jamaica, you know where Colonel Sanders is at. I said, stop this car. What for? I said, I got to salute the colonel. He's kept me alive for two weeks down here. <laughs> yes, sir. And I'm from. He's been a colonel long enough. He ought to make him a general. That, yes, sir. And uh, but it's a God's blessing. We can get together and have a good time. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you've got a Bible tonight, good to be a Thoroughbean. And a uh, woman again. I see them here and yonder never were and uh, Harriman, Tennessee, and uh, I preached for years at Emory Gap in Harriman, and uh, we got knocked out this year, they are afraid to have it on account of this old disease, and they canceled it, I ain't cancel nothing, if they say come, I'll go, but I just let them do the canceling if they want to. And that way it ain't hanging over my head. (laughs) And uh, I look at it like this. If I go down serving God, hallelujah. I ain't going to worry about it, Rick. Praise the Lord. Something's got to get us out of here, ain't it? Anyhow. And uh, boy, I tell you what. I'm falling more in love with having them every day. Amen. Forgetting about this whole world. Amen. Ain't we in a mess, oh, as far as this world goes? And I said, You know, the <clears throat> precious thing about having no more pills, Rick. Amen. No more pills, thank Amen. God. They even giving you a pill now to get your side effects that you already taken, and uh, I got to thinking right lately that there's a river out yonder that COVID nineteen can't cross. The river out yonder that cancer can't come, Ernie. The river out yonder. Going to throw the crutches in. Watch them float away, boy. Walking sticks, hearing aids, and eyeglasses. Watch them float off down the river, buddy. (laughs) All head my head and shouting just starting. Praise the good Lord for Jesus that made it possible. Hebrews 10 and verse number 19 I ask you to stand, in reverence what wrote the book I just preach it. But I'm acquainted with the one that wrote it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, Woman asked me again the other day, they have, I preach a lot, they got these big screens, you know, Kenny, around, and they put your text up, you know, on the screen. and That sound woman met me coming in and she said, Preacher, I need your text. I can get it up on the screen. I said, Honey, you're talking to the wrong man. And. I said, most of the time I don't know till I go and look out over the congregation. She said, don't you write your sermons? I said, no, ma'am, they're right when I get them. <laughs> she didn't want to talk to me no more, Ernie. <laughs> she just went and put up a picture of the church on, on her screens, you know. But we had a meeting, hallelujah, and the half. 10th chapter nineteenth verse, book of Hebrews. Having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Father, sir, take your word and accomplish that You'd have done with it. God, I can't, but you can. I come to allow you. And I'll credit you with anything accomplished. Somebody here lost, I pray they get saved. Somebody with another need, they bring it to you. Dear God, and find help out thy hand. Jesus' blessed name, I do humbly ask. Amen. And you can be seated. Having therefore, brethren, boldness uh, to enter into the holiest. Uh, By the blood of Jesus. I feel it a coming. I like to lift those last five words out of that verse tonight. Let's consider for a little while by the blood of Jesus. I preached over Tri County Tabernacle about three weeks ago. And uh, God gave me a title of a message. Right here is what I call the message, I can't get over the blood that I'm under. And Kenny, I didn't get done. So I'm going to finish tonight, God willing. I just can't get over The blood that I'm under. I hear people say, I can't get over this. I can't get over. Well, right here is something I can't get over. That blood, thank God, that I'm under. Boy, I tell you, it's like this singing. God's been good to me. My God, I could stand here all night and not touch the hem of the garment, Rick. How God's took care of me. How He's provided over the years for me and my family. <laughs> I was come out of the garden the other evening and me and Carolyn and drug up a chair, lower driveway, and sat down. Thinking about what we could do for supper, I didn't want to put any more hardship on her than necessary to fix us a little bite, maybe, you know. And we was sitting there thinking about what we was going to do about supper. Preacher friend of mine, Brother Chad Wise, pulled right around in front of us with our supper. You know what that boy had, Rick? Baby back ribs. Not a half a rack. A whole rack. Not to divide either. Whole rack for her and a whole rack for me. Now, when I go to the steakhouse and I look down there how much that price is, full rack, I just get a half. But old Chad brought us a full rack apiece. Baked potato. Big old bowl of salad. (laughs) Them ribs still warm. Now who told my preacher brother to do that?
1: My father in heaven.
0: (laughs) And he had tuned in to God enough he got the message. Boy, we sat there and enjoyed that. Thanking God for his goodness. Amen. He knows I like Krispy Kreme donuts. He never goes to Johnson City. He don't bring me a dozen donuts. <laughs> yeah. I taught him how to watch for when the red light's on, you know. They just got him out, fresh batch out of the oven when the red light's on, you know. And old Chad will bring me a dozen doughnuts, 'cause Because he's that tuned into heaven, boy, and God telling him to do that. Time won't permit tonight for me to get into. God's been good. I was in Jamestown, Tennessee. Thought about it again today as we come up in our, you know, 127 out there. Not that far back down to Jamestown. I was down there preaching a meeting, and Brother Rick and Jack Lasseter came down. Jack didn't say, how are you? How you been, brother? Knocked on my door. Preacher Bob, any good place in this town to eat? I said, Yes, sir. Roost Cafeteria. Let's go. Amen. Hey, that man filled up two plates and set them down where he was going to sit. Went back and got two more. And had the nerve to tell me his scriptural about it. I said, Come on, Jack. Ain't no Bible for that. Oh, yeah, he said, it says to buffet your body daily. I said, man, you got the syllables all mixed up. <laughs> Accent on the wrong syllable. <laughs> buffet your body daily. <laughs> we went to church that night. <laughs> that man called me while he's down, couldn't get up, Rick. Rick. He remembered the message of that night and wanted that old cassette tape. I mailed it to him. He never did get back in shape to go to the pulpit. Well, I loved that old man. Me and Rick got to looking for him. We was in the car, you know, ready to go home. I'm tired, man, Preached preach that night. We found Jack inside with that pastor trying to talk him into having him for a meeting. <laughs> he told me, he said, now you know when I'm in the pulpit. What time? He said, you call me any other time, preacher. I'll do anything within my power to help you. And he meant that. Boy, you don't forget people like that, do you? Even though they go on to heaven, you don't forget them. No, sir. I'm down there in Jamestown. Old Brother Doyle Miller called me. And he said, uh, Brother Bob, he said, I've got a dilemma and a hive. He said... uh, this coming Saturday, they're having the shoot-off out here, the turkey shoot of, uh, you know, annual thing. They have and said, I can't get you a room for Friday night. So that's Sergeant York turkey shoot. They come all over the United States to compete. As far as California, New England, Florida, Canada, and he said, I can get you a room for Friday night. Now, that was 1995, Rick, believe it or not. I was 25 years younger then, and I thought, well, don't worry about it, preacher. I'll drive home if I have to. I have to church. thing about it is, what are you going to do from 11 o'clock checkout time till church time at 7 in a town that's got a dollar store and a McDonald's. And so it troubled me. And I could have drove home afterward, you know. I can't do that no more. I I got bill, oh, thank God. (laughs) And uh, I don't do too good. I go to sleep Right in the middle of Knoxville. <laughs> Eighteen wheeler behind you, one on either side and one ahead of you. Wake up, you know. Men carrying down in the coastal area, Hurricane Irene was bearing down on us. I kept watching that weather channel. And they was giving 65 mile an hour winds where we was at. Long about midnight, I told her, I said, hey, I'm for putting our stuff in the car and heading for the mountain. You know what that woman told me? She said, I'd rather take my chances with Irene (laughs) than with you out there trying to drive at midnight. So, We just faced Irene head on, buddy. (laughs) Every day I'd go down to the office and ask that woman, Anybody canceled? No, sir. Nobody's canceled. Right on up to Friday rolled around, buddy. I'm going to have to do something. So I went down to check out. You know, 11 o'clock. And uh, she said, Preacher, I'm going to tell you something, motels don't tell you. She said, every motel keeps a spare room. Just in case one gets flooded or has electrical problems, they've got a spare room. She said, Preacher, I'm going to give you that room. I went to church. Amen. I had Miss Shout see boy. I said, Well tell me where I need to move my stuff to. Oh she said you don't need to move it. She said it's the one you're in. How about that? How about that? <laughs> hey. So I'd been talking to my yeah. Yeah. superior. And I said, Lord, it don't seem right to me. Them coming up here for a shootout, me up here trying to tell people about Jesus, it don't seem fair to me. And boy, when that woman told me that, I know what had happened. (laughs) When I left that night for church, that parking lot was already full of camouflage vehicles. Camouflaged vans and cars. I believe somebody rode a scooter, it would have been camouflaged. From all over the United States to compete in Sergeant York's. I mean, boy, they're big on Sergeant York in Jamestown. Sergeant York High School. Sergeant York McDonald's. I mean, there in McDonald's, they got pictures of Alvin C. York all over the place. I told Doyle one time, I said, Doyle, I bet Sergeant York hated to see the war over. He said, why? I said to have to come back to a God-forsaken place like this. <laughs> oh, Lord, don't tell my people that. He said, you get both of us run out of town. <laughs> and I mean, boy, they honor that war hero. I got his daughter-in-law to take my wife through that house, state of Tennessee, built for him, and give us a grand tour one day. And uh, they look up to that man, and uh, they come from everywhere, boy. At that turkey shoot. Now. About the time I left for church, there was light rain falling. There was already parking, Rick, in the field across the road. But I knew if I parked that Mercury in that field, I couldn't get out of there come morning. That light rain falling. Father, this crowd up here at the shootout. And I'm up here trying to tell people about Jesus. It don't seem right to me. And I ain't got no where to park. I mean, there's double park, triple park, parked up and down the road. I pulled in that parking lot, and there's one place open. Guess where? (laughs) Right in front of my room. (laughs) I didn't go to bed for a while. I went to church. Amen. Amen. Now, it's a clean place. ain't but two motels, wasn't in down there Carlisle and the Jordan. And the Carlisle is such, he put me in the Jordan because of what goes on. And uh, must have been built in the 50s. Old. Individual rooms, it's got a shire room, not a shire stall, a shire room, boy. And uh, everything, you know, it's clean. It's one problem. That mattress must have been put in there in the early 50s. It's one of them you had to climb out of. I went inside that room that night and used that old mattress for a trampoline. I could turn a back flip them days, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) And I had misspellable. You know what I'm persuaded of? God calls them people to see a car or a vehicle in that place. And they passed it by. And there's one old Man, God's been good to me. Boy, I'm thinking about all that while you're singing, Ernie. How he's provided for me. But the greatest provision that God ever made for me was one day when the angels backed up. Father said goodbye to his son. And he stepped over the embattlements of heaven, walked down the golden staircase of glory, came to this whole world by the webbing old barn door and went out by the webbing old rugged cross to keep me from going to hell. That's the greatest provision that God ever made for me. And I can't get over this blood that I'm under. Hallelujah. Boy, them God's just holding them five words out to me tonight. By the blood of Jesus. (laughs) Glory to God. By the blood of Jesus, salvation's received. Boy, Exodus twelve's a good picture of that. Take a lamb from a house. House too little for the lamb. Share the lamb. That's what I'm doing in Glasgow tonight. He too big for me. I just have to get out here and share him. About all summer, I preach three times every Sunday. I. I preach Sunday morning, Sunday night and two o'clock in some graveyard. You know, it don't bother me. I'm used to preaching to the dead. <laughs> and, <laughs> so I just get on with it. Two o'clock every Sunday about all summer. Lamb from house. Now, Did you ever stop and think about the power of suggestion? A lot of power when it comes to suggestion. I told Kenny tonight, hey man, you ain't looking good. You look sick. He's going to go home and say, I believe I'll go to bed early tonight. (laughs) I ain't feeling too good. And some Sunday school teachers and preachers just about ruined me when it comes to Exodus 12 of the prayer of suggestion. Talking about how the death angel passed through Goshen that night. No, sir. Ain't no such. God said when I see the blood... I will pass over you. Amen. He didn't send no Amen. death angel. He came. Uh-huh. Causes me to remember one preacher. Call on no deacon to pray. He praying, he said, Oh dear God, send the spirit of Elijah into this place. Send the Spirit of Israel into this place. Old black brother jumped up and he said, God, don't listen at him. said, don't send nobody. Come yourself. You've probably met him, old brother Ron Fender. You sing for me and I'll have you down. Out of Irwin. And right here is what I've heard Ron say it many times. You Brother Bob, I try to go prepared just in case God don't show up. I well, I don't care how prepared I am or unprepared. If God don't show up, I as well stay at the house. And I'm glad you got a way coming by. Amen. Thank God. Blessing, the brethren, to play. God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Yeah. He didn't send nobody. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. I, I'm about to ruin somebody else's theology right here. A lot of people think, now, Them bad old Egyptians, uh, death came, took their firstborn. But them Hebrews, good people, and any preacher that's preached any length of time at all has tried to tackle the subject why good people have trouble. I've got a long play, 33 and a third RPM record by old brother B.R. Lakin on why good people have trouble. And every preacher one time or another has tried to elaborate on why good people have trouble. But God showed me something. Where are you going to find any good people? I believe I heard the Lord say there is none good. Amen. But God, Amen. where are you going to find any good people? Amen. Them Hebrews, sorry as hell. I, I, they'd have killed Moses if they could sure. and got by with him. Right. Right. There wasn't some kind of good people. Now there's believers. They believe something. They believe death is coming at night. You know why all these empty seats in here this evening? People in Glasgow don't believe death's coming tonight. Huh. And they believe that, that the blood made them safe. God wasn't looking but for one thing when he came to Goshen. He is looking for blood. Huh? I'm glad, Rick, I've got on me what God's going to be looking for one day. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll tell you something else they believed. They believed the blood was sufficient. Ernie, there ain't nothing up there but blood. If it had been today, they'd have been some have a baptismal certificate up there, wouldn't they? Huh? They wasn't nothing apart but blood. Right. They believed the blood was sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. Mister, the blood get you in. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yes, sir. That's all you need. Amen. And so, what a beautiful picture that we have here on how salvation's received Amen. by the blood of Jesus. And then, satisfaction, hallelujah, not only salvation received, but satisfaction is realized by the blood of Jesus. Colossians 1.20, thank you Lord. Having made peace, Through the blood of His cross, you need to look for peace nowhere else. You ain't gonna find it. It's gonna be through His cross. Caused me to remember a couple preachers I know. Heard a third one one night. Went out. One said, "What'd you think about that?" He said, it reminded me of peace and mercy. He said, he didn't preach on peace and mercy. He said, I didn't say that. I said, it reminded me of peace and mercy. Well, he said, how? Well, he said, like peace, it pastes all understanding. And like mercy, I thought it's going to endure forever. I think I've heard that, (laughs) fella. Yeah. Peace and mercy. Having made peace through the blood of his cross. Uh Yes, sir. And then through by his blood, strength is released. How do you know, Brother Bob? Revelation 12 and 11. They overcame him. How? By the blood and the word of their testimony. Boy, we need to get back testifying, church. We just about forgot how to testify. We need to get back to it. Letting people know. Amen. What happened to us. And what God's done for you. Thank God I don't have to go back to 1995 and tell you what God's done for me. God's blessed me today. God's been good to me today. God's been good to you today. I walked into a motel down there. She said, Mr. McCurry, I've been waiting on you. Handed me a card. I didn't have to sign nothing. I didn't have to say nothing. Didn't even have to tell her who it was. Give me a key to my room. Boy, God's good. Amen. Hey, opened that door and walked in there. And there was a big old biscuit of goodies. (laughs) Now, reckon who told Max Helen or whoever put that in my room to do that? Somebody's tuned in, wasn't there, Ernie? Hey, I ain't even opened it up yet. I got to hurry. I got that waiting on me, boy. Yes, sir. Down there in my room. Thank God, boy. I can't get over the blood of under. Amen. Hallelujah! I'm here to tell you tonight. Strength. How to overcome? Boy, we need some overcomers, don't we? Boy, we need to overcome some fear these days. That's right. That's right. Amen. Huh? Amen. Yes, sir. A lot of stuff needs to be overcome. Yeah. How are we going to do that? <laughs> by the blood Amen. of Jesus. And then by His blood, by the blood of Jesus, sin... Is removed. Yeah. First John one seven, preacher. <laughs> hey. Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from how many sin? Oh. All, hey. past, yeah. present, and future. Yeah. I used to shout over the fact I read in the Old Testament how my sins is buried in the deep of the sea. And I said, yonder on the seashore, I could see a sign that said, no fishing. <laughs> and then I read one day how they'd been separated yeah. as far as the east is from the west. Yes, now, you measure north and south, but you can't measure from right. the east to the west. Right. Amen. Amen. Boy, I'd shout over that. Yeah. But then one day I come out of Malachi into Matthew and I found something better than that. I found out that was it washed away. <laughs> My sins are gone. Hallelujah, they're gone, I'm a telling you. Is it any wonder I can't get over this blood I'm under? Our, we ought to be the this crowd this side of heaven. Our sins are gone. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. That's going to dawn on somebody one of these days. They're going to shout in spite of every in hell. I'll guarantee yeah, you, buddy. Yes, that's right. uh-huh. hey. Our sins washed away. Yeah, right. They're gone. Thank God. A yeah. little old boy came home one day with a note from his teacher to his mother. The note said, have Jimmy take a bath. He don't smell good. Well, she didn't do anything about it. Next day, she got another note. said, have Jimmy take a bath. He stinks. Well, that mama wrote the note back to the teacher and said, he ain't no rose. Don't smell of him. Teach him. Now, you'll have to admit, it's hard to us a, a stinker, ain't it? Before God ever taught you one thing, Rick Prophet, what'd he do? Before he ever taught me anything, he washed me. He cleaned me up, did he? Even God don't attempt that, does he? Teach a stinker. Huh? Yeah. O R. G. Lee told me something fifty years ago I'll never forget. Boy, I've been privileged set at the feet of some of the greatest men of God that ever lived. You believe I heard Mordecai Ham preach in person? Old City Hall in Johnson City, Tennessee. One Sunday afternoon, my daddy took me and we sat there and listened to Mordecai Ham preach the Word of God. <laughs> I've heard old B.R. Lakin when it looked to me like there's a halo hanging that old man of God's head. <laughs> old R.G. Lee, I heard him preach for the thousandth time on heaven the thousandth time he'd ever preached it. And he could uh, speak a whole paragraph and alliterate every word in it. You talk about an eloquent preacher. Told me something I'll never forget. Told about two little old mountain boys, Rick. Came to his church one Sunday. One of them held out his hand and said, We won't be taught the Word of God, preacher, and we can pay. And he had a quarter. He said, There's unkept, dirty, I never seen a comb. He said, Boys, We don't charge. Here, take that quarter, go down here and buy you a bar of soap and clean up. He said, boys, don't ever go anyplace out here in public dirty. Always clean up. He said they come back the next Sunday sparkling clean." And he said, they come for a while and then disappeared. And he said, after about two months, one of them came back. And he said, son, where in the world have you been? And where's your brother? He said, he's dying, preacher. They say he can't make it long. He's going to die. He said, preacher, Would you come down to our house and see if he's clean enough to go to heaven? Hey, there ain't but one thing that'll make you clean enough to go to heaven. (laughs) This blood that I can't get over that I'm under will make you clean enough Fit subject. Thank God I could set down yeah. to marriage supper tonight. Say so pace me another heap and helping of that love. Yeah. Amen. Smother it with mercy and yeah. grace. Yeah. I'm clean enough. Amen. April sixteenth, nineteen fifty-three. Long about right turn. Unicoi Baptist Church He washed me cleansed and made me whole and I can't get over this blood I'm under Hallelujah Let me give you one more and I'll hush By the blood of Jesus I've got a sanctuary reserved 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 4. To an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away. Are you listening? Reserved in heaven for me. I read that years ago and went to the pulpit that Sunday and preached on, heaven knows I'm a coming. How about you say how do you know? I've got a reservation. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Heaven knows I'm a coming. Amen. That woman knowed I was coming down there, Davy, right. cause I had a reservation. <laughs> I wonder sometimes. In the name of God, I stay as quiet as I do. (laughs) Hallelujah. I've got a sanctuary reserved. Home, buddy. Kenny sung something about it. I don't know about you. I know how to act when I get home. I have people tell me, just make yourself at home. You can't do it. Hard as you try, not even at your young'un's house. But boy, when I walk into 13600 Highway 226, (laughs) Bakersville, North Carolina, I know how to act. I want a sandwich, I know where the peanut butter's at. Amen. I know where the jelly jar's kept. <laughs> I think I told some of you, I was preaching in Williston, South Carolina. I did something I don't do these days. I stayed with the preacher. Primary reason they wasn't nowhere else. He lived in the double-wide out in the country. We went in that night, and he said, just make yourself home, Brother Bob. I tried to take him to his word, Kenny. I just laid down on the couch, kicked my boots off. a <laughs> little boy run by, and I grabbed him by the arm. I said, hey, Randy, go in there in the fridge and get me a Pepsi or a Coke, whatever you've got, bring me. Before I was laying I could hear what was going on around the corner in the kitchen went in there and told his mama he said mama Bob ain't been here five minutes and he done knows how to get stuff <laughs> boy when I get home I'm going to know how to act <laughs> More Leuven, brothers, you sing a song, Yours just rehearsing. That's all we're doing down here, ain't it? Getting ready, thank God. My God, how good he's been to me. Forty-some year ago, I had a woman call me and she said, I don't know what you've got, but I want it. I said, honey, it ain't an it; it's a him. Amen. Amen. Now, I said, I'll come tell you how to get him. I said, are you alone? She said, yeah. I said, you get some people in that house with you and I'll come. Yeah. We set a time. Amen. She said, I'll get half the community if you'll come. I was driving a 71 Chevrolet. That thing was so rusty and holes, you could throw a cat in the back seat and not open a door. (laughs) (laughs) And I pulled up to the, the address she gave me, Rick, a mansion of a home. Beautiful grounds and flowers like you've never seen. Mansion of a house. Me and that old rusty Chevrolet. I got out of that thing, backed off, and I said, God, that old car is a disgrace to me and you both. You can do better than this by me. I don't have to tell you, she got him. Hey, in less than two weeks, I was driving an almost new Buick. I was preaching a meeting, Morgan Branch, Upper Carter County. I told that one night, Old preacher Bud Miller, the pastor, was driving an old Plymouth, worse shape than my 71 Chevrolet. I told that that night, and how God got me an almost new Buick. He went home and he said, God, you don't love Bob McCurry any more than you love me. I need a car, God. Hey, it don't take God forever to move. That next Sunday, his chairman of deacons rose up when he went to the pulpit and said, Brother Bud, you're not preaching today. You've been good to us. We're going to honor you. And pitched him the keys to a brand new red Plymouth. Fat old man was in a meeting. And I was a preacher. All I had to do was point at him. He'd climb a wall, boy. Amen. Yeah. And I could stand here the rest of the night, church, yeah. and tell you God's been good. Really. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's right. But, won't you sing it again a minute? Amen. But the greatest provision that God ever made for me, Rick, was when the angel stepped back. Yeah, right. And a father said goodbye to his only begotten son. Yeah, and he stepped over the battlements of heaven, walked down the golden staircase of glory, came into this old world by the webbing old barn door, and went out by the webbing old rugged cross to keep me from going to hell that's the greatest provision that God ever made I'll tell you something else not only is that God's greatest provision but it's man's greatest plea the blood of Jesus they some pleading worthy they some pleading innocent but till you plead the blood, you ain't gonna get heaven's attention. But if you'll plead the blood, thank God you'll have heaven's attention. I preached to somebody tonight. He's getting this whole altar and plead the blood. Might be for a boy. It might be for a granddaughter. I don't know might be just over something that's a-bugging you. Something that's a-bothering you these days. You say, Brother Bob, I know what I, I'm going to get in that altar and I'm going to plead the blood. Stand back and watch what God does. Amen. Somebody else may just be feeling like I do not being able to get over the blood you're under. You'd like to get around this old altar and thank God for that rich, red, royal blood that washed your sins away. So we stand all over this building while he's singing for me, Ernie, right now. You mind God. Boy, God's been good, ain't he? Hallelujah. How good God's been.